Hey everybody and welcome to a special bonus episode of My Sentiments Exactly. My name is Kay and I'm your host. For those who may not know, September is NICU Awareness Month. Something very dear to my heart as my daughter was born prematurely and journeyed through the NICU. I am so excited to have a special guest, Kayla Jones, NICU mom, with me on the show to help bring awareness. MSE Podcast is dedicated to talking about the hard stuff and facilitating the conversations necessary for growth, healing, transformation, and genuine community. Now it's your turn. My hope is that you finish this episode feeling empowered to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing the MSE Podcast Conversation Starters Deck available at bygracenp.com. May these cards inspire you to speak out and be heard, and may you be authentically embraced for the uniqueness of your journey. All right, so Kayla, when you think of NICU Awareness Month, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Um, so if, if I can be honest, and I I felt bad because I felt like I should have known this because uh-huh. of my situation, but I had no idea that there was such a thing. Um, really? Yes. I, I really had no idea. So when I saw it, I, you know, I got excited. I was like, oh my God, this is, you know, this is cool, especially going through what um, we went through. But at the same time, I was like, it's kind of a shame that I, I had no idea that there was a, a such thing. Um, and it oh, kind of, no. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. I was just going to say, like, it's no problem because, like, for me, um, I didn't know that the prematurity awareness, which I think is in November, uh-huh. is separate from NICU. Wow. <laughs> NICU awareness. Like, I had, like, kind of combined the two. So I I realized that they weren't the same, like, the normal um, March of Dimes. Uh-huh. Yeah, like that's usually, you know, all the purple and that's in November. Right. Um, so I didn't know like that the two were like basically like separate. Wow, yeah, that's that's very interesting. Yeah. So you're not alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So okay. Well, what would you say is the most memorable part of your daughter's NICU journey? Um I would have to say most memorable part is definitely um, just some of the, well, I won't say most, if not all of the nurses that we encountered, they kind of had the same reaction or the same kind of like um, impression about Morgan. Um, but they called her the NICU A plus student. Oh, um, <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it was like every, every, you know, nurse. Now, of course, we had some nurses that we absolutely fell in love with, some that weren't unnecessary or not necessarily our favorite, but they all, without a doubt, they all said the same thing. So just hearing them talk about how, like, they were just so impressed with her, how much of a fighter she was, how sassy she was, and she still is to this day. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that that really was probably the most memorable thing. Like I love, you know, hearing that and I love 
how she kind of in her own little way she kind of lit up you know the NICU I'm sure Um, yeah yeah, my daughter they call her the boring baby (laughs) they were like boring is the best because she didn't they didn't really have to intervene a lot and she didn't really she just ate slept and right gained gained weight and they were just like she's she's our boring baby yeah (laughs) and then you know when it came time for them to you know change out her isolate Uh um they were like we were all fighting over who was gonna hold her right (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that's that's definitely encouraging to hear um when you're going through that knowing that you know your child is bringing joy even in such of a um, what some people would say a, a depressing place. Oh yeah, um, that your child is is bringing some joy. Definitely. Yeah. What would you say was the hardest part for you? Um, for me, the hardest part was definitely, um, kind of early on, like right those first like week or so. That first week or so in the NICU, um watching her just being in the incubator and just watching her um you know have to have the tubes yeah. attached to her and in the beginning it was it was like a roller coaster honestly like most definitely yeah she was for the most part she was um of course she was small she so she was born at um three pounds two ounces okay and so she was constantly her weight was like up and down and like one point she had even dropped down to to below like her starting weight which gotcha you know found out that that's normal but oh, in yeah. the moment mm-hmm. that up and down it was just really hard for me to see her that way and just being hooked up to everything mm-hmm. and it's just like I can't even describe it it's just it was just yeah it was really hard and then on top of that, I um, I spent like a lot of time, of course, in the NICU. Um, I was, of course, out of work and everything, mm-hmm. so I had my um, my six weeks out. But my husband, he he could only get two weeks, so he had to go gotcha. back. And we ended up getting um, a Ronald McDonald room at the Ronald McDonald house. Okay. And so between you know that. I would get little bus shuttle and I would stay in her room like all day. And gotcha, so yeah. all day, you know, and my husband's away. Of course he wants to be there, but he had to go oh, back yeah. to work. And so just all day being in that room and just watching her, I felt like she was suffering and yeah. um, the nurses and they, they were really great. But I mean, when you, when she's experiencing different things, like there was one time her jaundice levels were, you know, not good. So they're not going to deny you from holding your child, but you know, there's, they're like, it'll be best if you keep her in the incubator underneath the light. So it's like that struggle of, Oh, I want to interact with her, but yeah, but you have to tell me how to interact with my Exactly. Exactly. So that was just being it. Cause I was just constantly in that room to the point where my husband had to say, like, I know this is hard for you, but you got to like go take a break. Like you got to get, oh, yeah. get out of that room. Cause I literally was in that little, that little room with that curtain pulled back like 24 seven. Like that's I, I no totally exaggeration. <laughs> it's hard not to. Yeah. Yeah. So for those that don't know, um, could you like explain a little bit about jaundice? Um, so basically that is where it's like, um, 
to be honest, I can't even like really articulate it. Yeah, it's like, okay if you don't have like the yeah the medical. Um, so basically, what is, <laughs> yeah. So basically, it's basically like with her, with her skin, with something to do with gotcha. like your skin, and what it is is they have these lights. Um, and so these lights regulate her like jaundice. Um, I can't remember the actual medical term, but it's something to do like with their skin mm-hmm. and the levels. Um, yeah, where they when they drop like a certain to a certain level or something, they have to put them underneath the lights to kind of regulate that. Yeah, and that's even um, not even just with premature babies, but right, um, and that's actually common. Yes, mm-hmm. it's common um, among a lot of babies, actually. It is, yeah, yeah, and so with and now because she would have like that yellowy skin, so it's like you got gotcha. that yellow tint to the skin and stuff like that and so they use those lights to kind of regulate and get rid of that yellow pigment pigmentation got you yeah so what would you say are some of the most common NICU related misconceptions or stereotypes um I would definitely say um and your volume kind of went down a little bit oh okay did you want me to repeat it um yes one more time okay um what would you say are some of the most common NICU related misconceptions or stereotypes for me the some of the biggest misconceptions were just that like when you hear like when somebody finds out or hears that your child was you know born prematurely or for whatever reason in the NICU they mm-hmm. kind of automatically label that child with a delayed like label and stigma. Yes. Um, and so, and I'm gonna be honest, that's what I thought people were gonna think, and I even dealt with that internally. Like gotcha. so not only was I going through the experience and I was, you know, worried about seeing her in those conditions, but all at the same time, I'm like, okay, well, when we do finally leave, like, how is she gonna be? Like when she grows up, is she gonna be like delayed? Like so I was automatically like worried about those things, which, gotcha. you know, I definitely, you know, scientifically, you know, it can be proven that sometimes that does play a factor. But I think that sometimes when we hear these stories about, you know, these infants and children going through the NICU, we just kind of automatically count them out just because mm-hmm. of the negative connotation. But That's I guess definitely. the moral of the story is like, you know, and I know for, for sure with my daughter, but I've, you know, heard so many other stories that um, babies that are born prematurely or just babies, period, that have to go to the NICU, they, they're like little fighters. Like, they they, oh, yeah. they overcome. Most and definitely. And nine times out of ten, they're going to they're gonna go on to be, you know, really great. So mm-hmm. um, that was one. Another one was that I actually learned, I was under the impression that it was just for babies who were premature. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. But it's just, because I'll never forget, um, there was a, a little boy. Um, he was across the hall from Morgan. And, you know, you can, you know, hear everything. You know, it's mm-hmm. small in there. So you can, not that you're trying to, like, eavesdrop. But, you know, oh, you're yeah. trying to get to know the other children around your your child. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was born, I think he was maybe six pounds. Six okay. or seven pounds, which mm-hmm. is still kind of small. But that's pretty. Yeah. And so me and my husband were like, like what is he doing here he's he has like good weight and so come to find out 
it wasn't really um or didn't have to do with his weight it was just the fact that he had mm-hmm. respiratory problems yeah and, and so I think that's when it kind of dawned on me like oh wow it. so it's not just premature children it's children who you know they go through the birthing process and for whatever reason they have complications whether it it is they're born prematurely or whether they have respiratory issues and a lot of times it is the jaundice that sends them back there so it's you know it's different things and different factors that can play when it comes to um being in the NICU yeah I think a lot of people associate it with weight as well like weight isn't the only reason um why like the NICU stays may be prolonged because um, I know a lot of people will be like, well, how much do they weigh then? Or yes. they just got to gain X amount of weight. Um, but it's not about weight, really. Like that plays a factor, but um, it's not limited to weight. Right. Yeah. So why would you say um, awareness is important? Um, did you know much about prematurity and NICUs before your daughter's birth? I I didn't know a whole lot. I would say just kind of like the the base the basics. Like, you know, you you kind of hear about, you know, other people having those experiences and I know I have a a cousin actually um actually a first, you know, a first cousin. She was, you know, born prematurely. So I would kind of, you know, hear about her story a little bit. But okay. other than, you know, other than that, I didn't really know too much about it. Um so I definitely think that awareness is very important and then like you know like we were talking about you know a few minutes ago just about the misconceptions and just what people think about it I think that a lot of people don't realize that you know like I was saying there's other factors that kind of play into your child being in in the NICU Mm -hmm. and um, all of those different things so I think awareness is is very very important Um, yeah and not only that but sadly I feel like um, like in the African American community, like mm-hmm. it, my story is like so common, sadly. Mm-hmm. Um, about how because I know from my experience, um, it was uh, preeclampsia. Okay. So it was this. This was my first child, and this is kind of I've kind of done a little research, and just from other stories that I've heard, um, a lot of times with the first child, especially in you know African American women we kind of tend to experience that preeclampsia. And so that's what Mm -hmm. caused Morgan to be born early. Okay. Um, Yeah. So with that being said, I feel like, you know, those things, it's very, very important just for us to be aware because I feel like we're just not, we're just not in the know about a lot of things. Yeah. Especially in the African-American community. Yeah. Yeah. So um, do you have a little bit on preeclampsia for those that don't know? Yeah, so preeclampsia is um, basically it's when um, a woman, you know, she's pregnant and her high pressure, her blood pressure becomes really, really high. Mm -hmm. And so um, and there's really no um, the way the doctors explained to me, there's really um, they really don't know for sure what causes it. Mm -hmm. Um, There's many different factors, um, but for whatever reason, if your blood pressure gets to a certain point, if it gets really, really high, those conditions, of course, are not healthy for the baby. And especially, I would say more so for me, um, because they kept telling me, like, at any moment, because your blood pressure is so high and you're carrying, you know, your child, you can go into a seizure at any moment. So, like, wow. I had to get put on, you know, the medication. I can't remember the exact name of it, but 
Um, it was medication that had to like kind of just really circulate through my body to keep, you know, keep my body from hitting that point of where I could go into a seizure. Um, they they kept telling me, you know, Morgan is okay, but it's really you. And because of the conditions of, you know, giving birth and carrying a child, it was like, we want to, of course, you know, make sure that, that you're okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really what it is. It's just high blood pressure. And, and now that I know a lot, a lot about it, I'll never forget. Um, I was at school one day and my feet were just like extremely swollen. And, you know, you think that that's, that's a pretty common pregnancy symptom, Uh but I was kind of experiencing it early, early on. And so that's like a sign of a really high blood pressure. And so I had a couple of times and they were noticing that my pressure was high. And this is kind of like a whole nother story. But nobody really paid attention mm-hmm. to it. Um, and so my very last visit, that visit before I actually gave birth to Morgan, I was very kind of upset about it. And my husband, he, you know, he knew it and he really advocated for me. And he, the doctor, he was like, you know, hey, her blood pressure is is high again. They checked it. And he was like, oh, wow. Yes, it is high. And he was like, we've got to get you to L&D like right away. And so I'm, you know, I'm a new mom. So I, I'm like, what is LED? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, <laughs> he's like labor and delivery. And so I'm like, oh my yeah. God. So yeah, it had gotten so high to the point where, of course, I had to go ahead and give birth to her because it wasn't going to be safe gotcha. for me to continue to gotcha. carry her. Yeah. And I, one thing that I learned about that was you can also have it postpartum. I'm sorry. Maybe a month. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Okay. Um, but yeah, a few weeks, I want to say like three weeks or maybe a month after I had Morgan, they had me on blood just to kind of mm-hmm. and make sure that it didn't I didn't go back into that state. So that yeah, yeah that is very true. Yeah. So what's um What's some advice that you would give to parents who are currently going through the NICU? Um, I would definitely say that I won't say, I guess this is trying mm-hmm. to figure out how to say it. Cause a lot of times, you know, when you say give advice, the first thing that people probably think of is, oh, you got to be strong. Keep the faith. Just be strong. It's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Keep the faith. But I'm going to be honest. That moment um, for me, um, anybody that kind of knows my story, I feel like definitely, you know, was a God yeah. thing all day long. And I truly believe that he used this situation to really kind of kind of test me and say okay I really want to see yeah how it's a you test trust for me. real like you you know you've been in yeah you've been in church all your life you know your parents are pastors and you know I, I mean if I can be completely honest I've been extremely yeah. blessed I've, I've had it good and so this was kind of like a okay now I want you to stand on your own two feet and really exercise your own faith because I was really kind of if I can be completely honest, I was really devastated yeah. about the whole situation. 
I was I just couldn't believe I was like what in the world especially having the the pregnancy that I had I had like the perfect same yeah (laughs) yeah I had no I mean no complications I mean it was just good I was just like on cloud nine and then it's like boom I hit a brick wall so I definitely would say um I guess aside from like be strong because you're in the moment you're not gonna Mm -hmm. feel strong but prayer prayer like my prayer life went to oh yeah (laughs) yeah um so I was constantly but I was at a place too where I was vulnerable and I was honest with God so I was upset with him I was like why is and so it, it was in those in those moments that I was encouraged um and so I would definitely say you know you know without a shadow of a doubt, you know, hopefully you have a relationship with God and just really just kind of like lean in to him. And even in your anger and even in your pain and your confusion, just really pray because he'll begin to like, just reveal some things to you and you, you know, learn so much about yourself. And aside from that, um, now looking back on it more on the, I guess, practical side is, and it's going to be extremely Mm -hmm. hard, but you have to Mm -hmm. find a support system um and I would say kind of take a step back and take a moment to breathe um like I was explaining I literally was it was driving me crazy like I was in that room like every day every second of the day I didn't I didn't want to go get any food I didn't want to like to where my husband had to force me. So he was like, you, you can't do that. Cause it was constantly in my face. Like the, the nurses yep. were constantly coming in and I was seeing everything I would see when they would weigh her and any little weight fluctuation, it was yeah. just like driving me crazy. So I would definitely recommend that mom and, or, and even that dad, like, don't, don't kind of, you're going to torture yourself. So take a moment. I know you uh-huh. don't want to leave your child because it was definitely hard for me, but I definitely had to find those moments where I would just say, okay, you know what, Kayla, just go to the cafeteria or just go back to the room or just take a walk and just have those moments to where you can kind of just breathe and regroup because it, it can be uh-huh. heavy. Not only are you, you know, looking at your child yeah. in their situation, but even like everybody around you, like it, my heart just hurt for like, I would hear the baby down the hall, like their machines would go off and it would just hurt my heart to see what, what they were going through. So just being surrounded by that all day, you really yeah. have to take a step back um, and make sure that you're Most mentally definitely. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, t- I totally agree with that. I think, you know, cause usually don't really have to worry about letting, you know, letting your child go or yeah. like, you know, trusting, trusting God with your child until they go off to school or they go off to college right. once they get older. But when you're faced with that test of trusting him, like with your child's life from the moment <laughs> they're, they're yes. born is a life changing experience for sure. For yes, sure. Definitely. And that was the biggest test um really trusting that he's the one that sustains her life so when i'm oh, yeah. when i'm home it's okay because he's there like really trusting him um really right. that experience just really um solidifies your your faith in a sense yeah oh yeah yeah okay. what advice would you give to family members and friends of parents who are going through the NICU um, 
I would definitely say um, just really be of support to to the the parents um, and be there to uplift. And as far as like, you know, advice and, you know, kind of putting in your <laughs> two cents, you know, unless, unless they ask mm-hmm. for it, of course, I would say just really kind of be there to, to be a support and which I appreciate about our support system. Um, because a lot of, you know, like our parents and, you know, even our pastors and godparents, you know, they were really, they were just there as a support to us. They weren't trying to tell us what to do. They weren't trying to, they were just really there to listen and kind of just let us know that, Hey, we're here for y'all. And they were honest, like, you know what? Like, you know, we're praying for y'all. We're here for y'all. We feel for y'all because we've never been Mm -hmm. in this situation. So we can only, we can only imagine what you're going through. And I would say, especially if you, if you haven't been in the situation and if you have, like I said, the, the support and the guidance is definitely needed, but, you know, make sure that it's like gotcha. it's wanted. You know, I guess if, yeah, that, if that makes sense. Um, and just kind of understanding, which again, we didn't really have this mm-hmm. issue at all. But like when she finally came home, you know, everybody wants mm-hmm. to see the baby, and but and I'm sure with the first child, it can kind of be this way. But it was like even more like on another level yeah. as far as like exposing yeah. her and taking her to see family. We were just, I mean, we were just, I guess we weren't, you know, concerned about her safety yeah. and her health because even though she is out of the NICU, you know, her journey wasn't Most completely definitely. over. You know, you still wanted to make sure that she was good before being exposed um, to, to other people. So I would just say definitely just be be a support. And in that period and in that time where the baby is in the NICU, be that person that can hold the the parents accountable and making sure that they're taking care of themselves, you know, like doing shifts, like, okay, Hey, do we, do I, we need to swap out. I can swap out with you while you go do what you need to do. Cause like I said, not, not having that support. Um, and that, that person and the, that group of people to lean on to kind of help you to make sure that you're mm-hmm. okay. Um, I know that can oh, be, yeah. be hard. Yeah, most definitely. And even though, you know, the child comes comes home from the NICU, you have to get adjusted to a whole new routine. So yes. they might be a, a few months old. Now they're home, right. <laughs> you know, but they still have to get used yeah. to being home because they've been in the hospital. So you right. have to, as parents, exactly. get used to a new routine and that takes time, you know. So definitely yes. being, being sensitive um, when it comes to that, um, and being patient, um, yeah, I, I think is important. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. So um, was there anything else that you had, you know, that you think is necessary when it comes to NICU awareness? I know we talked about it a lot, so we probably <laughs> we probably touched everything. But was there, <laughs> you know, anything else that you wanted to mention? Um, I would definitely just say just to reiterate again which I think what you're doing is absolutely awesome just um getting yourselves um educated and just doing the research and kind of just being a community and support for those people that you are close to that are going through you know those situations and I feel like um 
like for instance you know i had i have a friend who went through a very similar situation and so we were just kind of each other's support okay. system so whether yeah like whether you've been through the situation or not but i feel like if we all just kind of become aware we educate mm-hmm. ourselves then we can be a better you know service to each other and i would definitely say too just to kind of speak back to those misconceptions you know whether you know somebody who has gone through um the NICU whether other complications or whether prematurity you know don't don't count those children out because again I've been so amazed yeah. at what I what I've seen and even with my daughter like you know God is amazing yeah. it's like I mean he he knew exactly what we most needed. definitely and I just look at her sometimes and I can just I can just boot look because she, yeah. <laughs> she's she's I mean she's just so special and just what was told to us which out of our caution, I understand they have a job, they, they have to do what they have to do. But, you know, we were just told, you know, don't expect her to be doing this. Don't expect mm-hmm. her to be doing that. But she's yeah. doing that. And more. And so much yeah. more. <laughs> yeah, that's a blessing for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about your YouTube channel? Yes, I would love to. Um, So my YouTube channel, I have a um natural hair channel as well as a lifestyle so i call it a natural hair and lifestyle vlog um which is via youtube so basically what i'm doing is i put out weekly videos and i'm just giving you guys tips um and just tutorials on really my hair journey um as well as i'm bringing in my daughter um and i'm giving tips on how to care for her hair and just how I'm just trying to kind of raise and build her up to love and embrace her natural mm-hmm. hair. And um, I absolutely love it. I mean, anybody that, that knows me, I will try to convince you to go natural <laughs> right now. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah. So like I said, weekly, I'm, I don't, I don't like to say I'm an expert because I'm gonna be honest. I don't, um, and everybody's hair is different, yeah. but just just to offer inspiration to those women, because it is a lot of people say, you know, natural hair, oh, it's just a, a fad or a trend. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to say that it's now kind of become a yeah. movement because I would be honest. At first, I was I kind of was like, OK, this is a fad. And I did go along with the wave, which I'm glad I did, mm-hmm. um, you know, being natural for a few years now, about seven okay. or eight years. But um definitely like you know going natural and it being a movement I feel like and even in the like you know cosmetology world I feel like there's just not a lot of education about natural hair so we go to because I know I lived on YouTube and that's how that's how I got to where I am now and I've kind of mastered this and that it's because I followed you know other natural hair um bloggers and I just kind of gleaned gotcha. from them and got inspiration from them so I wanted to be that inspiration for you know the people that were around me and not only just around me but just people in you know people in general that come across my channel I just wanted to do the same thing that those other you know ladies before me did for yeah me. yeah that's awesome so where can we find you on social media um, so on social media, if you follow me on Instagram, um, you can find me at underscore Kayla Joy Jones. Um, so yeah, my full <laughs> name, pretty pretty simple, underscore K 
Kayla Joy Jones. And then you can also follow me on Facebook. You'll find me at Kayla Joy Jones. And then if you're on YouTube, you can find me at Kayla Jones. It comes natural. All right. That sounds good. Well, thank you to everyone um, for tuning in. Thank you, Kayla, for agreeing to be a part. It was it was definitely an honor having you on the show. Thank you so much. It was an honor to be Yeah, no problem at all. So make sure that you connect with Kayla on social media. Did you enjoy this episode? I'd love for you to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing the MSE Podcast Conversation Starter Stick, available at bygracenp.com. Be sure to leave a review on one of MSE's listening platforms, share with a friend, and join the My Sentiments Exactly podcast community on social media at MSE Podcast. The podcast is available for listening on all major streaming platforms, bygracenp.com, and on my mobile app. Hope to hear from you soon.